Welcome, listener, to a bonus interview we did as part of Premium Episode 6, the one about Fox News. On it, we interviewed our first repeat guest, progressive activist Jordan Ewell, who has effectively led a boycott campaign against Tucker Carlson, a Fox News pundit who said that immigration makes America poorer and dirtier and more divided. That's a quote. Anyways, hope you enjoy the interview. Here it is. So, Jordan, congratulations on being our first repeat guest. You are proof that our podcast endorses bullying, as you have bullied the sweet, innocent Fox News boy, Tucker Carlson. Um, Could you explain how this situation arose? So last week, actually, yeah, it was last Thursday, I think, the 13th, Tucker Carlson on his show was doing a segment about immigration um, and how, like, we need a wall and how the caravan is, is... bad and dangerous and all this stuff. And he was, you know, starting to trend into his typical like white nationalist like rhetoric. And he made a comment, um, kind of a, f- a fleeting comment that said like we, we, from his perspective, Republicans are browbeaten into, um, accepting all immigrants. And for, in his words, even though they make us poorer and dirtier and more divided, mm. uh, my friend, Andrew Lawrence at media matters, uh, pointed that out to me. Uh, he didn't think that the clip would get a lot of traction, but what he also pointed out was immediately following that segment, there was an in-house like banner ad where it was like Fox created this promo to use as the outro, and it's Tucker Carlson is presented by Pacific Life Insurance, and mm. it's got like Tucker's logo and Pacific Life, and that's a that's prime real estate. That is like that's the top ad you could get. And uh, in the in the first segment, commercial break, Pacific Life also ran an ad. So I, I I put this clip juxtaposed like that statement with the Pacific Life like banner ad, and mm-hmm. tweeted it out. Said this is what he said. This is what Pacific Life. This is where their ad ran. Do you agree with this? They didn't say anything. And then I was I just felt like DMing them. I saw it was open and I said, Hey, mm-hmm. this is where your ad ran. Ran. Is this something you agree with? And um. Was not expecting a response, but after a couple hours, they reached back out and they're like, "No, we don't agree with that." Um, and because of that, we're going to stop running ads uh, on Tucker Carlson's show. And I was like, "Okay, well, that's great. This is this is huge." Yeah. Um, so I was like, "All right, well, I wonder who else." And I started like poking around. And it didn't get much traction. It was going into the weekend, and I just thought, "Okay, maybe that was it." And Monday night comes around, and this asshole doubles down on the statement mm-hmm. after just just because of Pacific Life, he comes out and is like. Uh, it's true. Like uh, this, they want you to believe this and that, but it's it's true. This is what happens. And then it was just like it was a race not to be last. Like all most, if most of his advertisers have now pulled out. You know, you use Twitter and Fox News to monitor the show and continually apply pressure. Can you describe what happened there? Yeah. So I've um, teamed up with with a few other folks who have more experience in this area, but. Uh, a group of us have been monitoring his commercial breaks to see what advertisers are still there, giving people updates, reaching out to advertisers and companies directly to say, like, is this what you believe? Is Do you agree with this language? Why are you supporting this? And we've seen a couple, like, dozen companies now say they're disassociating with him because of that. And it's not, like, one thing people should understand is this isn't new. This isn't the first time he's ever said something like this. In the past, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's talked about how diversity is not a strength yeah. in our society and and how he doesn't like litter 
and that's why he's against um, immigration, mass immigration. And he's demonized immigrants before, uh, like I, I think specifically about him drumming up fear over the Roma, a small Roma community in Pennsylvania who were seeking refuge in America. The mm. guy is just the white nationalist poster boy. And, and if, if you're you're familiar with the Chans and and the far right online, like they love this guy. Like yeah. they they mm. he is their favorite of all the primetime hosts. They love him more than the others. Yeah. Have you spoken directly to some of his advertisers or do they just sort of slink off into the night with their tails between their <laughs> yeah. legs? That's that's a funny question because they do. Most of them slink off. Slink off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all they're all. I mean, a lot of them are just this cowards and a lot of them are just doing this temporarily to save mm-hmm. face and get some like, you know, positive uh, PR. A couple did say a minted, I think, was the best one. That as soon as they need, like a lot of these people use buyers to get their ads placed. And right. those buyers, you know, it's it's not like they're saying like we want to advertise on Tucker Carlson, but they don't actually care either way. No, you know, right. yeah. A, as long as the money rolls in and no one's complaining. Exactly. Minted was the only one that I can think of. And it's like a custom framing thing, you know, like a type no. of company that you would see advertise heavily on like Instagram or something like that. Kind of like a trendy upstart framing thing. They came out and said like, no, we're done permanently like they were the only ones i think they put out the bold stand like that um a funny one yeah everyone else is like well when the when everything calms down like we'll we'll slink back (laughs) yeah but we're gonna watch because a a story just came out last week um about or two weeks ago about hannity and when hannity was defending roy moore a bunch of advertisers Mm -hmm. fled um and i think fox pr placed this article to to encourage people to come back but basically said like look all these people are coming back and the example they used was dollar shave club well they hung dollar shave club out to dry because they hadn't advertised on tv they advertised on the radio and they conflated his radio show with his tv show where where dollar shave club had not advertised oh man Uh, so some some do come back um some don't but fox really wants them to come back and i think we're gonna keep an eye on on who advertises when and keep track of when they put out a statement and when they didn't, a lot of these companies quietly, I think, said that they like don't want their ads to run maybe directly to Fox uh, advertising department, um, but didn't have the the spine to come out with a statement and say like, no, we disagree with this. And it shows you how like capitalism can cut in a very yeah like disgusting way. No, no, no. Of course, it reminds me of the the Werner Herzog uh, quote where he just says money is uh, you know money is cowardly, you know, kind of inherently. Uh, stupid yeah. and cowardly were his specific words. Um, and, you know, that kind of sounds, yeah, like if if you were just to strip uh, strip the money itself of any of the people that represent it or are in these te- often temporary positions where they'll get fired if they say the wrong thing anyways, you know, the money itself is stupid and that it will fund things like this or make money off white supremacy, even though like none of the humans behind it might want that to happen. And then cowardly, because when the shit hits the fan, like we mentioned, they kind of slink off. Um, yeah. So that's money called out. So money, come on the pod and defend yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> Deplatform money. <laughs> money um, is white uh, nationalists. <laughs> but it really is, though. <laughs> <laughs> Unironically. Yeah. The uh, a funny comf- incident I had with a company last night um, that didn't get a lot of buzz. I, I didn't bother like dragging them for this, but... Uh, so I, I made the mistake uh, of putting in parentheses a, a different company after another brand that has continued to run ads. Um, and this pharmaceutical company 
decided yesterday, like late last night, to do like a, a, a Twitter blitz and reply to all these people saying that they they disagree with Tucker Carlson's language. Um, they're like, we wouldn't do that. We don't advertise on his show we, because we disagree with them. That goes against our company values. And like these people were like getting then mad at me, like, wow, you just ruined some social media staffer's Christmas. And I was like, OK, wait a minute. All right. Yeah. No one wants to ruin any social media staffer's Christmas. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. What if we have to sacrifice social media staffers and, and get rid of white nationalism? Uh, who would take right. that trade off? Right. And, and this is like so I, I looked like, how did this happen? How did I confuse this company as the maker of another product? Oh, because when I was making a list, they advertised on Monday night. So as they're out there, like tweeting at all these people saying, like, we don't advertise on Tucker. This is wrong. Like, the, the, we, don't, we shouldn't be in this list. I replied back and uh, was like, oh, hey. And I kind of like to use the phrase, like, bar, brought the receipts, like second <laughs> ad break on Monday night. First commercial. Here it is. And provided a clip of like Ouch. the the outro segment going right into their ad. And they just like. Dude, I mean, they Shut did it up. to themselves. Yeah. Like, why? These, it's amazing. It just shows, yeah. like, again, if they can get away with it, they will say something completely untrue just to wash their hands of something. And then just if, if no one calls them on it, you know, so people are like, oh, yeah, why are people why do you get stuck on this kind of stuff? It's like these people are just kind of out there lying and making fucking so much money off uh, yep. someone who is just up there every night getting older people angry so they vote against immigrants. I mean, it's just fucking disgusting. And then it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. But, well, don't don't make a hubbub about it. Like, come on. The market needs to remain free or whatever. Don't ruin a social media. I mean, that, that cracks me the fuck up, dude. <laughs> I'm uh, assuming the person who tweeted that at me was this person's friend. Yeah. Think of the social very... media managers. Yeah. It's like, you just ruined someone's day. And I like replied back to her with like the video of the commercial and she never acknowledged it. Well, Jordan, first they came for the social media. (laughs) 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 What what are you hoping uh, the long-term effects of the campaign might be? I hope that people realize that like this is, so I hope they realize that this is not speech that should be centered and amplified and i think that goes against like the the defense of tucker from people on his on the left that are his friends like glenn greenwald is a buddy of his the jack schaefer politico guy um nate silver the people that are like oh this is free speech but we shouldn't be boycotting there's a difference between saying wait glenn greenwald is friends with tucker carlson oh yeah he's had him on he's had him on his podcast he goes on tucker all the time yeah they're buddies oh boy uh, yeah, and he was it. one of Tucker's biggest offenders. He had like a meltdown in my mentions this week. Uh, oh, it was it's not a good look for Glenn. Um, no. The guy just could not fuck off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Damn. Sorry. So you were finishing your point. That just wow. Okay. It was disappointing because it's like that's a guy whose work I I I enjoy and appreciate. Yeah, like, a lot man. of his work is very positive and good. Yeah, and like the same week, he's like talking about the importance of BDS while also saying we shouldn't do this boycott. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This isn't like a free speech thing because it's not like Tucker is going to be censored as a result. No. This isn't the government coming in and saying this type of this type of speech is prohibited. It's illegal, criminalized. You cannot talk about it. That's not what's happening. No, they'd have to go to Germany for that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) This 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 is just us saying like no, this, this should not be on prime time on the most watched cable network in America. Yeah. There that is not the place for this language. If you want to go do that on your website, the Daily Caller, which he still has to fall back on, go yeah. do it there. 
Yeah. You want to go join the Daily Stormer? Go, because the the language he used there is identical to the language you find on the Stormer. Yeah. So, like, it's not it's not the same thing. And like Geraldo Rivera and a bunch of other Fox people are calling it censorship. Right. No, it's just this is this is society's pushback, which the First Amendment does not protect you against. No, <laughs> and also like, you're an no one promised that your speech was gonna be kind of given. Um, advertisers and make you <laughs> right. money. That's not what speech is, bitch. In fact, Tucker Caution deserves to be on a street corner screaming uh, the stuff that he says on TV every day to an audience of whoever's walking by. That that right. is that is where he would be, and that's non-censored. You know. Right. So hey, even if Tucker Carlson ends up out on the street, standing on a milk crate and yelling this stuff, I still would be like, he hasn't been censored. He's right. still he's still saying it. No one's putting him in jail for it. That's that censorship right. is like you can't say that stuff or you're going to be put in jail. The size of your platform and how much money you make is not free speech. Right, right. I think we. It's so funny that the the free speech crowd ran to Tucker's defense, and and so many of them were in the media industry and like on publishers, uh, like associated or were publishers or coming coming from that standpoint, um. The same time Trump was hinting at coming after Saturday Night Live, so you have the president yeah. actually mad about speech, and then you have a, a populist movement upset about speech, and they are mad at the people. And I think it just yeah. shows like this class dynamic and how like the chattering class in political media is very insulated, and they they look out for themselves or in each other, even if they're on opposite sides of the aisle. Well, Saturday Night Live is is a, a huge threat. They've only had Trump on several times. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, right. especially in the lead up to the election. Uh, so, yeah, it would make sense that, you know, Trump isn't just some catty socialite bitch who's like turning on his friends as soon as they, <laughs> as soon as he hears that they aren't excited about one thing he did or something. Right. Um, you know, what kind of attention have you gotten from being the poster boy for this uh, particular initiative? Uh hate <laughs> <laughs> yeah like but i i'd like i think from your perspective maybe that's something you're used to but could you describe for the audience like what does that mean what formats what kind of stuff um so i i i try to like keep all those people at like arm's length of my mm -hmm. dms closed because i had them open at one point and then a bunch of people just started flooding my dms telling me like i escaped a gas chamber and a bunch of other like anti-semitic shit so try to like keep people at length, but you know, they, they like would message my Facebook or my Instagram. Like I had this old boomer guy who told me, uh, that he hopes I die in my sleep. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds peaceful. I yeah, hope, I hope yeah, everyone dies in their right. sleep. Like that's a there lovely way to go. to go. As, as long as it's in 40 to 50 years, like you should be fine. That's a step up from yeah, the gas just, chamber comments, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's, an, it's an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> so I replied back, thanks, Bill. Happy holidays. And, <laughs> and the next day he came back with Merry Christmas. So, Hells yeah, like, dude. I think we're friends now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I'll keep you posted. I'm waiting for a reply. I wished him Happy New Year after that, but he has not replied. Amazing. Um, I'll keep you posted on that one. I'm glad um, you guys have kept it civil. Yeah. I mean, you know, just a difference of opinion. Maybe I wanted to, like, go out in a very gruesome and gory way, but he's thinking. Yeah. He's th sleep is the best way, which is cool. He's like, I hope you die with a really comfortable pillow or surrounded by the people who love you. In my pillow, actually. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> in fact, yeah, didn't, didn't Tucker uh, have the my pillow guy on for, like, a two-minute-long segment? Are you just gushing about my pillow? 
Last night, yeah. yeah um, that's right. Recording on Saturday, and last night he was on. It was like the fourth segment. Um, he had the My Pillow guy on to talk about his investment in an anti-choice documentary. Um, mm, and then brave. in that segment, they pivoted to My Pillow, and like this is on top of so all these advertisers are fleeting. But to if you are familiar with Fox and their advertisers and their primetime slate. One of the most familiar faces is the my pillow guy. He advertises almost on every show, almost every night. And because Tucker they, uh, Tucker actually loves uh, my pillow because it's it's one of the whitest objects you can get. It's the yeah. pillow. Well, also the case <laughs> effectively doubles as a hood. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the show showing people how you can turn my pillow into a KKK gown. <laughs> yes. This- they bring, they're cutting eye holes out. <laughs> <laughs> and next up, we've got some arts and crafts for everybody. <laughs> That's the oh, ultimate God. grift. Not only are you trying to sell everyone pillows, but then you're trying to make it into their white supremacist gowns. Exactly. Exactly. Damn. Well, we know what's next for, for Tucker. We know what's yeah what the next step is. What do you think of Fox News? Are they particularly worthy of this kind of boycott and why? I mean, I think the primetime slate is because it's not news. Like, I wouldn't do this to Shepard Smith. I mean, I think the guy, like, he he certainly trends right. But, like, MSNBC trends left. It's, like, not that big of a deal when you look at it just from, like, a newsworthy standpoint. Like, they report Mm -hmm. the news, very little opinion, that kind of stuff, compared to, like, the daytime MSNBC reporting, that kind of stuff. It's not the end of the world if you have, like, a little bit of a bet either way on those types of things. But once you get into primetime, man, it is toxic. That shit is so toxic. You've you've got Laura Ingram who is is mocking uh, school shooting survivors who who cozies up to uh, some white nationalists. They don't really like her back because of the patri- like white patriarchy, and they they are mm. not a big fan of of, <laughs> of her because, just because she's a woman. Um, very like anti-immigrant. Tucker Carlson, same thing. And then you've got Sean Hannity just spewing like nonsensical conspiracy theories like the seth rich stuff terrorizing his family Uh, it it is so off base i i have not really watched fox on a consistent basis until like a couple weeks ago just to kind of like get a better understanding of it and and holy shit i would encourage you it sucks it is so awful (laughs) but i would encourage people to watch just like the full prime time slate for a week and you will be like they live in a different reality jordan are you trying to red pill our listeners I am. Yeah. <laughs> Just watch oh, it for man. one week. straight week. <laughs> and look, look, then we'll start talking that we'll come back. We'll talk about like skull sizes. Dear God. We'll talk about- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just need you to get ready for the next phase of our podcast that we're kicking off in January. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that that's I mean, it it is extra toxic when it's so filled with just you know, back-to-back opinions, um, and the opinions happen to be uh, white supremacist opinions. I'm sure the majority of these advertisers aren't huge Tucker Carlson fans, but they place ads because it brings them revenue. You know, do you think there's a way, and I, I know this is like a big question, but do you think there's a way to make the pursuit of profit more ethical, at least in media, maybe? Speaking personally, I don't think, no, I don't think, I think those yeah. are mutually exclusive terms. I think the pursuit of profit and ethics do not do not mesh. Right. Um, no, I, I, I don't. Th- and I think that the, 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 having a profit motive in media is inherently like toxic. I think that yeah. this is a perfect example of like why we, we, we should not have a profit motive 
in in media, especially media, because the, the, and in the end, in general, like these companies don't give a shit. It wasn't like it wasn't until like we started calling them out that they actually do anything. There was no proactive thing. And again, yeah. this wasn't even new. So his other shit where he like railed against diversity that didn't phase them. No, they don't care. They don't fucking care. <laughs> no, they just want to make the money. And even if there yeah. are people within it that 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 do care, it's very hard for them to you know uh, get get near the the levers of of power to make any changes within these entities because you know they're kind of trained to um, just do cleanup and PR and and move on, right? Yep, yep. And they'll and like you said earlier, they'll sneak back. Yeah, they're gonna wait until it dies down and they're gonna come back because they want people to buy their whatever pills or their their cars their satellite radios subscriptions their their razors yeah. they don't give a shit so, they don't care if it comes at the expense of marginalized people they don't care so what about um kind of uh platforms that might you know fund themselves through um listeners or watchers like what what is the correct way to fund media platforms so they don't have to constantly rely on this kind of dog whistle stuff uh to place their ads like we don't want to run ads, for example, or we're a small podcast, of course, but we've decided we don't want to run ads. We would rather, you know, harass people every week to, to pay five bucks on Patreon so that eventually we can like pay our rents or whatever and keep doing this. Um, but surely like, you know, I'm sure as soon as we reach a certain amount on Patreon, we're going to have people telling us that we're doing it for the profit. So what, you know, how can we differentiate that? But I think that's a good, that's a better model. I like the direct creator consumer model mm -hmm. it cuts out the middlemen i mean you have like patreon processing it but like it for the most part it cuts out the middlemen mm -hmm. you're not beholden to any corporate interests and you get what you what you put out right you know it's like if people find value and worth in what you create yeah like that's the that's the way to do it and it's it's not like you're just vying for the most sensationalistic stuff so you get the ratings and you drum up fear and then like access journalism where you you just kind of lick a bunch of boots to get yourself scoops and access, and then you do favorable pieces, and you just kind of this repeating cycle, and then you build up this model where you have all of these viewers because of your yeah. access, and then the the corporations will come and fund it. It's like that's that's a terrible thing because it only perpetuates power and the wealthy elite. Like the, it, it protects and insulates and, and forwards their ideas and and their wishes and desires. So I don't think it's ever. <laughs> having the profit motive in media is very, very bad yeah. as far as like a, a, a traditional sense. The direct consumer thing is, is fine as long as it comes from the, the, the listeners or the viewers or the readers, whatever, right. themselves. And so it's basically, you know, a question of regulating perhaps uh, media as well as politics so that, that big money isn't able to pour in and modify the reporting or modify the policies. Yeah, and I, I think that there's people who have worked at like places like MSNBC who would downplay the role of corporate money in corporate media. Um, but only looking at it as like an explicit quid pro quo thing. And it's like, not, it doesn't work like that, but it's just like the presence of those types of people. And when you have decision makers associating with them outside of, of work and you get to know them and that kind of stuff, your, your, your moral compass kind of gets a little, like wobbly. Yeah. And like, how are you supposed to say anything bad about capitalism or put together a coherent critique when you know very well that your entire system relies on these huge 
companies, these corporate interests. And we're not just talking about mercantile interests. We're not just talking about someone who'd like to share a prof, uh, uh, sorry, share a product and see if you would like to buy it. It's really people who uh, are part of this large kind of accumulated wealth um, corporation thing. And, and that, that, that to me is, is way more problematic because there's no face... You know, and like you said, like you're not, I mean, if you put together your own pillow company, you can kind of rep it, right? But if if, mm-hmm. if we have no antitrust laws, then the, the, the companies balloon to a size where they're just like tied into Procter & Gamble or tied into some fucking massive thing. And then the challenging of capitalism itself is an issue for them because they are inherently capitalists and they want the system to continue to kind of exist in that manner because, you know, profit margins. I mean, a good example of why we need to to make that shift is because there are like like you just kind of pointed out, there's no leftist presence in corporate and mainstream media at all. And the the for people like Glenn Greenwald to come out and say like, oh, we can't do these boycotts because imagine if it went the other way. It's like, oh yeah, look at the all the 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 far left leaning national yeah. programming that could be boycotted. Yeah, look at but all the social none. democrats that are up on CNN and MSNBC that we could boycott. Like there's yeah. there's nobody. The that, closest thing we have is like democracy now. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that again, that's that's you know like funded by the listeners and stuff, and like yeah. has that kind of model and. And for that reason, it is cut out of the rest of the ecosystem and people try yep. to marginalize it. Yep. It's seen as like radical and fringe. And I know. Yep. Uh, sounds amazing to me. Amy Goodman, come on the show. <laughs> oh, she's great. <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> okay. Um, so what is next for our fragmented mainstream media landscape and its increasing journalistic laziness, corporate servitude, and outright propagandism? Like what, what where do we go from the state we're at now? I mean, it's going to keep evolving. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Patreon boom is going to continue. I think that more and more people are going to realize like there can be a market if they put out good products. People are kind of going their own way. It's, I mean, if you look at yeah. how the gig economy has kind of taken off, mm-hmm. not that it's like overall pretty great, but I think if you look at it in just a media context, right? We we live in a in an age where people can become their own publishers, and there's no overhead for the most part that you don't need to buy a printing press mm-hmm. you can just get online and bang out your thoughts and and go and i think that the the best creators and people with ideas will get their audiences if they do it the right way and i think if you look at it from a top-down perspective fox is even getting into the direct subscription model with their streaming service right it, this is kind of where everything's going because then that again for them that bypasses the, the the cable providers. It also seems to bypass quality and making any sense, uh, yeah. just based on their current programming. It's somehow makes mainstream Fox sound coherent and logical. Um, right. That's interesting. So you know how can we reach people like QAnon believers who often experience the same frustrations, uh, but then they might draw very different conclusions from them. How do we take that kind of sense of just anger? Uh, justified anger, sorry, and and turn it into something more productive than like, hey, we're all waiting for Hillary to be hung by the military or whatever. I mean, I, I'm giving you the know, big questions. Like, I'm like, hey, solve capitalism. <laughs> also, how do we get these QAnon people off those rails? See, the QAnon <laughs> thing is a tricky one. But one thing I was thinking about this this week is how, like, watching Tucker, like, the guy can speak to the issues that capitalism creates mm-hmm. like he can come at it from a populist perspective yep. but then his conclusions go like so far right mm-hmm. like he brought he like multiple times this week he's brought up big pharma and the opioid crisis that kind of stuff he mm-hmm. speaks to it 
But then who fills his ads? Like who fills his ads? But like the companies that won't back down are the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Like, they're the ones that are like sticking with him because they don't care. Yeah. It's like when you're fun, how meaningful, like good to go back to your earlier, earlier point, how meaningful of a critique of those institutions can you actually provide yeah. when you know they're the only ones sticking with you? And what's funny it's is that, yeah, and it creates lip service and it also creates a sense from the listener like, well, no, he makes critiques of that stuff. He's not for it. And so it, it creates yeah. a kind of like, I don't have to deal with it. Like I'm watching a guy who's dealt with it kind of thing, but it's an AstroTurf uh, thing, right? I mean, he's not going to change it and he's only mentioning it so that if someone else says he doesn't mention it, he can be like, well, I do, you know, but there's no effective action or logic or connection to why are those companies totally out of control? How did they get so unregulated? How did they manufacture like synthetic heroin that f and flooded the market with it? Like, why does that happen? Is that really just the effect of a free market? Like we need to maybe <laughs> examine these things, but he would never say that. He would never talk right. about that. He just likes to say right. shit like big pharma, these big wigs, yeah. these fat and, cats. And politicians aren't doing anything to fix it right it's like yeah well they're not but also like you taking their ad dollars and giving them like space to reach millions of people at a time to buy their products isn't doing any like any, yeah. isn't helping either yeah but you're yeah. culpable although like if if your uh boycott keeps going the, he's only going to be able to have fentanyl advertising on that show <laughs> and uh fentanyl uh, my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just shit. Yeah, it's stuff that you can use to kill yourself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a pillow, a knife, a rope, fentanyl. <laughs> Everyone is advertising on Tucker's new show. Um, yeah, it's a hard oh, one. Bayer, a historically evil company. Bayer oh, yeah. also stuck with them the entire time. That's amazing. Uh, I, I, I would think that they would be ethical. They did uh, manufacture Zyklon B by using uh, Jewish <laughs> slave labor that literally was dying in the factories to create the stuff that they were also being killed with. Um, yeah, I can't believe they don't have a problem with white nationalists. That's <laughs> so weird. I mean, <laughs> Bayer, uh, you know, come on the Bayer, pod. IBM. <laughs> Bayer, IBM, yeah, all these companies seem to stick. Hugo Huge Boss. Yeah. <laughs> Fanta. He's just drinking Fanta the entire show. Like, fucking awesome. Yeah, Volkswagen, why not? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get every Nazi collaborator brand on Tucker's show. And then, and then we could finally, uh, finally call it what it is: um, the right. hi the Hitler Youth uh, uh, Boomer Instructional Hour. Right. Damn. Oh, man. Well, I uh, just want to thank you so much for joining us, Jordan, and for walking us through that insanity. Um, listener, you should go follow Jordan on Twitter at Jordan Yule. That's U-H-L. Jordan, uh, is there anything else you'd like to plug? Uh, Ken Klippenstein is the third Krasenstein brother. Mm. Yeah, facts. QAnon community, actually, can you please just do one of those side-by-sides that explains how this is a fact? Um, <laughs> and uh, Ken, come on the show. Uh, Jordan... Thank you so much once again. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. See you guys. If you'd like to hear the rest of the episode, in which we trace the founding of Fox News and QAnon's hot and cold relationship with the network, you can go to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous, pay five bucks a month to unlock all the premiums we've done so far, and receive all future ones as they come out. We are approaching our next financial milestone, thanks to listeners like you, and this will allow us to go from two premium episodes a month to a total of four. That's double. Other than the premiums, why should you become a Patreon subscriber? 
Well, it takes dozens of hours each week to plan, schedule, write, record, and edit each episode of the podcast. Travis, Julian, and Jake also work full-time jobs to pay their rents. The more people subscribe, the closer we get to dedicating even more time to the show. This means better episodes, more of them, other types of content, merch design, live shows, etc. It also means paying our guests consistently, which we think is the right thing to do. Thank you so much. Nah.